What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends, talking sports, life, and everything in between. Jordan, it's been a minute. How it, you doing? It has, and by the 20 takes we took before we got to this one, it, yeah, I'd, I'd say we're doing pretty good. The rust is real. We got yeah. ring rust for sure. Uh, welcome back, man. We're back here in the studio, microphones yeah. in hand. Definitely took a longer break than intended. I know you were sick one week. I was gone the last two weekends. Yeah, I was and gone. We we took we took we both took our significant others out for Valentine's yeah. Day for a trip. Yeah. Um, what's going on, everybody? Hope you've been well. Hope you've had a good start to your new year. So yeah, Jordan and I just kind of sat back. We took a break after college football season ended, which was honestly the main propeller of our show. That yep. was kind of what we did. We took a step back, kind of wanted to rebrand. Uh, yeah. Honestly, w- from moving forward. I kind of think we take the barstool sports approach, right? Yeah, yeah. Sports is literally in the name, um, and yet they talk about anything and everything, right. whether that's TV, movies, video games. I mean, you know, the, that big NCAA thing, uh, like Twitch stream they were doing not too long ago mm-hmm. was really good. So, you know, stuff like that. So I think for the future, it'll definitely be sports-focused, but we're going to talk like we, we have, let's see, Almost over fifty years of shared life experience that we can talk about. That's pretty good. Pretty good math. Thank there, you. Buddy. I appreciate it. I'm getting. I'm getting better. I'm kind of nasty. Um. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about. You know. So let's just start it off. Appreciate you guys coming on the journey with us. Appreciate the the support so far. And uh, let's get into the episode. Yeah. Speaking of sports and life and all kind of stuff going on, there was a big game that's known as the Super Bowl that happened yeah. while we were away. Well, yeah, it happened like two weeks ago, and we, you know, we're did. just now getting to it. But. We don't really need to talk about the Super Bowl. Right. You probably you either watched it if you wanted to watch it. You may, Maybe you like the weekend's performance as your favorite part. But we got to have a discussion coming off of one Tom Brady. Uh, Skip would say his whole name there. You don't bet against Tom Brady. I completely you, agree. You don't. You really don't. Um. Tom Brady gets his seventh ring. Yep. And obviously, he was called the GOAT before. Mm-hmm. And I saw it all over social media. I t- my brother texted me after the Super Bowl, and he goes, do you think Tom Brady's the GOAT? I said, I thought he was. Now he definitely is. So now there's a conversation that gets birthed off of Tom's seventh win. Yep. Who is the greatest sports athlete of all time? It's such an interesting question. There's no question Tom Brady's the GOAT of football, NFL football. I completely you know, agree. 100%. Seven rings, you don't beat that. That man went to Tampa Bay, who last year had a mediocre season. Bring, I mean, who'd he bring in, really? Antonio Brown and, and uh, Rob, and that was it. And yeah. then wins him a Super Bowl in his first year. Yeah, fantastic T-Mobile commercial oh, yeah. between the two of them, by the way, about him unretiring and coming back. Fantastic. But in all of sports, there's so many quote-unquote goats, right? You have Muhammad Ali in boxing, Tiger Woods in golf, Serena Williams in tennis, just baseball. There's several. Derek Jeter, just to name one. I mean, one. you got to look at people like Michael Phelps. Yes. I mean, Usain Bolt. Uh, let's see, obviously Michael Jordan. Like, I was like, NBA has their own three-way goat conversation true, going on all the time. likes Kobe, LeBron, and Michael there. I, I agree. So we floated some names out. Yep. And obviously there's no real answer to this debate. Some of these are individual sports. Some of these are team sports. Uh, some of these, you, you know, baseball and basketball playoffs are done in a series, whereas the NFL, you get to a Super Bowl, you right. get one shot, ask Patrick Mahomes. He's now sitting at home with only one ring instead of two. Whereas if it was a series, who knows? You know, football is obviously a more intense, hard-hitting game. So, uh, so what's your opinion on this? It's so hard for me, right? And honestly, like I'm watching Last Dance now. Obviously, I'm I'm way behind everybody you that are came out. Catching up. Yeah, I'm finally last catching ta- up. Last Dance on Netflix, incredible. Oh, it is incredible. 
And, I mean, for me to watch Michael Jordan, how he talks about the game and how he, like, approached the game and, like, how he approached his team, it is so hard for me now to argue Michael Jordan as not being the GOAT, which then again, to me, you know, Kobe and LeBron have a legitimate argument there too. Tom Brady is, to me, one of those guys who came out of college way underdrafted, just looked just not to be a complete athlete at all, sat behind Drew Bledsoe. till he famous combine picture is awful, yeah. But sat behind Drew Bledsoe till he finally got a chance to get in and just never looked back. And now he's in his seventh Super Bowl. He's had a couple repeats. Or my, oh, maybe only one repeat. But, I mean, you know, he's just absolutely dominated. He is. I'm with you. I mean, so it's just, So, is that is that your answer? As of right now, it's hard. But I'm going to have to say Tom Brady. Like, I just don't know where else this conversation goes, you know? Yeah, because, I mean, there's really no, like, clear-cut answer. I'm with you 100%. There's no answer that's going to that's gonna – you're going to say it, and everyone listens going to be like, I completely agree yeah. with him. Um, it is. It's so tough. I, I think so as well because 7 for 10. I think he's now 7 for 10. Yeah. I believe that's Tom Brady in Super Bowls. 10 Super Bowl appearances, uh, 7 rings. But then there's that conversation about rings don't make the, the player – Man, that is so tough. But even his stats, though, were impressive. Oh, I know, you know what I, mean? I know. And you look, you go back, I can't remember what season it was, maybe the 2016 season or something like that, where he was hurt, he played poorly in New England, you know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. like, is mm-hmm. Brady done? As he comes back, what, the next year and wins yeah. another Super Bowl? I mean, Since like, then, I think he's won three rings. I mean, it, it's the dude doesn't stop. I agree completely. I think the conversation for me personally is uh, no disrespect to people like Michael Phelps and Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, uh, Usain Bolt. Those are people who are incredibly dominant in their sport. But I think it comes down to MJ versus TB12. I think that's where the conversation is. Um, I, I got to go Tom, I think, for the longevity. Yeah, you know, oh yeah. Like, Michael coming back wearing the full five and ain't to play games with you, there's a, a Jay-Z reference, if you understand. When he came back and played... Um, when he leaves the Bulls, I think that hurt his legacy a little bit because yeah. you could tell he had lost a step. Maybe not necessarily in his age, but maybe just his drive, his will, which, I mean, you you watched the last dance. He was the ultimate competitor. So oh, yeah, for sure. It's tough to make that assumption. But Tom Brady, I think he's 40, 41, 42 right now. I think he's 43, actually. He might be even better. And still play. I mean, that, that, that Super Bowl wasn't even close. No, like it wasn't, and there's no mystery surrounding it. They ask him at the uh, at the award ceremony after or trophy presentation ceremony. Will we see you next year, Tom? Oh yeah, we're running it back. We'll see y'all next year. And you know, I th- I think too the conversation comes down to what it like looking at the teams, right? Because even you know we talk about LeBron. LeBron had Kyrie and Kevin Love, and Kobe had Shaq. Right, yeah, Michael had Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. I mean, like they three of the best like. Big three, you could well, imagine. Well, Brady's, Brady's always had really good. I mean, that man was throwing passes to Randy Moss at one time. Oh, I agree. Rob with that. Gronkowski's a future Hall of Famer. Julian Edelman is probably a future Hall of Famer. Antonio Brown, if he can keep his head straight, probably a future Hall of Famer. Like they have a really, really good team I, surrounding I, him at pretty much all time. But to me, the question this year, especially right. Yeah. First of all, it's a lot different between having five great players to twenty-two oh, on yeah. a field. You know what I'm saying? Offense yeah. and defense. Mm-hmm. Brady can't play defense like Michael could. And the next thing is, you know, Too Rob, much. Rob, and AB are huge names, right? They're they're incredible in football, but they've taken step backs from their prime. They're no longer in their prime. Like you know, when Michael was playing with Scotty and Dennis, they were all kind of in their prime. So this is, 
you know, I think that's kind of where the conversation goes too. Yeah, it almost feels like you can't call it multi generational because, like, well, I mean, maybe you could. I mean, like, because you know that that one stat whenever Tom Brady played in like his first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was in kindergarten. So maybe you can say multi generations right. if you consider that generations. But the the decades that Tom has logged in the game of football and is still going strong and is coming back next year. With the, I mean, the, like Mike Evans said, yo, I'll take a pay cut to keep this team together. Like, you just have an oh, yeah. absolutely oh, incredible yeah. team over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd say right now Brady's the GOAT. I oh, think yeah. he can continue to cement his legacy. I think LeBron still has, has a say in this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, LeBron, I believe, is 37, 38 years old. If he plays, I, I think football is a less demanding game on the body, obviously, right. especially for a quarterback of, you know, you're not – taking a ton of hits and licks, you know what I'm saying? You you can remain pretty healthy. But, I mean, you know, if LeBron wins two, three more rings, yeah, I mean, come on now. You know what I'm saying? That's a a tough conversation to have. So, But right now I'm with you. I go Brady. Well, you know, and this last point I want to make on this as far as Brady goes, but, you know, with basketball we've kind of seen – the play shift, right? Like when Michael played, it was a lot more physical. Now it's, you know. Oh, yeah, different game. Two different games. What Tom Brady's doing right now, I mean, essentially we're seeing in the NFL, the the pocket-passing style quarterback is just going out the window. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. Yeah, and Tom Brady and Drew Brees are pretty much only two at this point, and maybe Ben Rock, Ben too, but they're only three right now that's really surviving this transition. I mean, right now you have Mahomes, you have Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson – these great dual threat quarterbacks that you're seeing, even in the people league. like Daniel Jones, who are supposed to be right. a pocket passer, are more mobile. They're mobile, yeah. And Brady is a true pocket passer, still thriving in this league. That's, right. We're seeing the transition. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Um, that's a joke. He he's not very mobile, and man, no. that dude. Hey, he's going in. He's going to Indianapolis. So we'll see how yeah. that works out. Yeah. Okay. So from from goat talk overall. Segway. Stick with me yeah. here. Okay. Goat talk. Goat talk overall. Goat talk NFL. Goat talk. NCAA football games, one of the, if not the greatest sports game of all time. Are we seeing a return? We are seeing a return. EA Sports, get your head in the game, is coming back. NCAA football, we don't know what year it's returning. They said we look, in the tweet, they said we look forward to giving you info. It said over the next couple of years. So who knows? Who knows what kind of game we'll be playing if we can't, you know, at this point we've heard no player likeness at all. Right. So I mean, maybe you just slap a number on the back of the jersey. It won't be. It won't be a hundred percent the same. But the glorious return, and that sparks another debate. Who should be? Let's let's assume it comes back this next season. Okay. Who would be your NCAA twenty one twenty two cover athlete? Joe Cox, quarterback from Georgia. Yeah, number fourteen. Incredible. <laughs> no, it's so it's such an interesting conversation, right? Because I put on Facebook. When we heard the news, I said Devontae Smith right off. I like that. But as we've kind of discussed with other people and, you know, me and you, there have been so many Heisman winners. I mean, you know, I, I know Joe Burrow tweeted. I think it was Kyler Murray was the other one. They tweeted, you know, they wanted yeah. to be on the cover. Yeah. And obviously they didn't get the opportunity because right. the games weren't out. Are you stealing my answer right now? I might be stealing your answer. But I, I do think, like, some way, shape, or form, a collab with – all the Heisman winners, maybe since the game went out, maybe just all the Heisman winners overall, if you could get, depending on how many you can get in there, but like just a complete like collective of these Heisman winners that did not get a chance to be on the cover of this game, I think would be the answer. I completely agree. I think you could do something. I mean, we see it in sports games all the time, right? You have a normal edition and then you have like a Legends edition, like right. the Kobe edition or this year, uh, the show's getting their Jackie, yeah, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Mine's on pre order, by the way. Which just is letting awesome. You know. Michael got him, Michael Jordan got a special edition. Um, I think there was like a Hall of Fame edition for like Madden 30-something, something like that. 
I think you do a Legends Edition style. Maybe you do like Devontae Smith on one, or you do whoever you think deserves it this upcoming year, whoever that may be. And then you do a Legends Edition where it is everybody from 14 on, or 15 on, I guess, if you're, because the season has a rollover, right? Um, and you, you do like an event. Everyone has seen an Avengers poster. Even if you haven't seen the movie where it's all the floating heads combined into right. one in different, you know, sizes and shapes. And I think you include people like Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, you know, people who would have definitely been on the cover had it been an existing game at the time yeah. and just didn't get their shot. I think Baker would be in there. Yeah. You know, Marcus Mariota, Derrick Henry. I mean, possibly Tua, you know what I'm saying? Just oh, yeah. depending on stuff like that. Trevor I mean, Lawrence should be in there somewhere, I yeah, feel like, too. I, yeah, I, mean. I completely agree. So, I think that would be awesome to see. If you had to pick one person from the upcoming season, and and obviously this is an impossible question to ask. Yeah. We have no idea what next season is going to look like. You know, probably somebody from out of the blue comes and shows up and wins the Heisman. Right. But what would be your prediction? So, just from the 2021 season coming up now? Yeah. That's tough. I mean, honestly, right now, and this is... I bet we have the same answer. I'm trying to eliminate all bias in this, but assuming he can do what everybody thinks he can do do with the team he has coming in and become an absolute legend... It's a a fairly clear pick, It's JT Daniels being on the cover would be incredible. I I really do think he has a straight path to a high... At least to get into New York. He does. Depending on... But he's got to play exactly like he played this year. And even possibly step it up a notch. Yeah, I mean, I'll yeah. throw I'll throw a name out there who could possibly step into that role. Uh, I'll, I'll evade JT. I'm in agreement with you, and yeah. I could very much see that, especially since the Heisman is a winning award, and Georgia has the possibility for an easy 10, 11 win season next right. year. Um, I'll, I think Spencer Rattler. That was my next. Yeah, that was my he, next he, pick. You know, after they after Lincoln Riley benched him uh, last season, it, it kind of woke something up in that kid, and he came oh, yeah. out with his pants on fire and really played the back half of their season incredibly. Oh yeah, and uh, and I think that would be you know the Big Twelve is notorious for low defense, a ton of freaking yards, oh yeah, high octane offenses. Like we have seen. Aside from Baker, who took them to the playoffs, Kyler Murray also took Oklahoma to the right. playoffs, but it wasn't as, as good of a team. Um, we have seen Oklahoma, the, the Big 12's ability to lose games and still oh, yeah. be in conversations, whether that's Heisman, playoff, whatever. So I think there's a lot of leeway there. And like I oh, said, yeah. Spencer Rattler, he's got all the talent uh, around him, and and, uh, and I think that could be a – that could be a consideration. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, all through football season, I was very high on Spencer Rattler. I still am. I mean, yeah. in my opinion, I think he wins the Heisman before he leaves. He's at an the, alum of your favorite show. At the bare minimum. Oh, yeah, I love QB1. I at the bare minimum, he's going to New York at least once before he graduates or declares for draft. I feel like he'll declare oh, yeah. early. I completely agree. But, yeah, so I, I think Spencer Rattler. I think, too, one thing the NCAA can do with this game coming up is, we talked about this a little bit last night, but the intro video. Oh, yeah. You know, the, hey, we, it, you, you yeah. oh that just brings back so much nostalgia of watching those videos and then you know the logo spins oh, yeah, and goes yeah, yeah. in you know what I'm saying we know the edit that we I was talking about was you know Joe Burrow smoking the cigar after he on won the, couch, the yeah. but like you picture just like you know kind of a, a flash on the screen and then it shifts to like maybe Najee Harris hurdling that guy in the natty this yeah. year like you know Devontae Smith one handed catch yeah it's just yeah. like it keeps going through these like cool football moments that you haven't gotten to see on the NCAA since yeah, the game that's left. a great idea because that could be a 
good way to honor the if you didn't put them on the cover. That's a great way to honor the people who probably would have deserved it. Oh, 100%. but didn't get the opportunity without having to put twelve people on your on oh, your completely. cover. And I mean, honestly, you can make that video ten minutes long, and I would probably sit through the oh, first yeah, thing the, the whole time. The first yeah. time I could multiple log into the game. times you'd watch it. Eventually, you're just gonna hit X. You know, yeah. get me into the oh, game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me put Chandler on the back of a number seven <laughs> jersey. Hike the ball to me, and it's you know, and let's get it. Let's get it popping. Oh, completely. But yeah, super excited to see what the future of the NCAA franchise is. If anybody wants these hands, just at me. All right, I'll give you my PSN. We'll square up because because <laughs> that's how I'm rocking like that. Um, so we, so uh, we got a new segment here. And I'll let you intro it. This was 100% Jordan's idea. I love it. This has kind of been done before. It's not like we completely thought of this by ourselves, but... Go ahead. Let's yeah, so it's it's a TikTok trend. Actually, I've I've noticed it. I love watching it. Um, but it's called Hall of Famer Nah. Hall of Famer. And essentially, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take mostly younger players, but players from any any of the of the three sports we kind of watch more. So this is gonna be baseball, that being soccer, tennis, and darts. Absolutely not. I know nothing about any of those. But baseball, basketball, and football and the professional level. And most of these are gonna be younger players. Some of them maybe you know kind of players that are coming out of the league possibly, but. The segment's called Hall of Fame or Nah. So I'll start it off if you want me to. All right. All right, we're going to go one, Ralph Rip. So this year's cover athlete for MLB 21, the show, I, I love this dude. Like, I think he's absolutely electric. Never apologize. Never apologize. Never. Shortstop for the San Diego Padres, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hall of Fame or Nah. Love the dude. Love his attitude. Definitely Nah. You don't, you don't think he's ever getting the Hall of Fame? I mean, two for me, which I can say too soon to tell, we're going to talk about people who literally are in their rookie season and have played four games. Um, I just, no, I don't think so. I think baseball, too, is probably one of the tougher Hall of Fames to get into. I will agree with that. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, I, I don't think so. Not not right now. Don't get me wrong. We could have this conversation three years from now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I never – I did, I said back in the day or not. Nah. But, uh, but yes, right now, I think it's just – man, it's also polit- political. I think oh, Hall of Fames are completely. political, right? It's not only who you are, it's your brand. It, you know, it's, you know, how presentable are you to the media. It's all, like Michael yeah. Jordan was a brand. Russell right, Wilson right. is a brand. You see I what I'm saying? That. Like Baker Mayfield, all the commercials, like those are things that add to your legacy and they shouldn't be considered because what should be considered is what you do in between them foul lines. But isn't he but, kind of doing that now? Like building Oh no, he's brand? starting. He's definitely I mean, starting. He's, you know what I'm saying? No, like no, you, you raise a great point. He's starting, but just short and sweet for now I'm gonna go nah. I'm I'm gonna go yes. And here here's I'm gonna preface this, and this is gonna be probably a, a conversation in a lot of my picks for Hall of Fame. He right now is the building block that the Padres are centering around Facts. him? Him and Machado, but I mean, I, to me, is more Tatis than anybody. Yeah, they took they went to the playoffs this year. Obviously, they lost to the uh, I believe they lost to the Dodgers. I'm pretty sure who didn't. Yeah, who didn't? Um, but yeah, so to me, this dude is more than like he will definitely take the Padres to a World Series before he retires if they keep on this trend they're going. There's a good chance he could help them win one if he wins the Padres. Helps win the Padres a World Series. I mean, to me, he's a no-brainer, oh, yeah, yeah. especially yeah, with that, especially yeah. with the, the the year he had this year. Like he played incredibly. I mean, he was a super electric guy. So, but I think with with Hall of Fame though, and we kind of got to speed through these a little bit. Hall of Fame has to be longevity, right? Oh, I agree with that. Like, too. can you win one World Series ring and be considered a Hall of Famer? Personally, I don't think so. Even though I think the 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 World Series might be 
a World Series ring might be the hardest ring to win. That's true. You know, because we don't have like, I mean, you've got Tom Brady who's won seven rings. You've got Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, these people who have won multiple rings in these sports. You really don't have like, I'm sure you can find somebody out there, I haven't done my homework, who like was on a couple different teams that won World Series. But it's not like we go, oh, Derek Jeter, he's one of the greatest. A-Rod, he's one of the greatest. He has seven rings. That's true. But I I have it right off the rip. I have an argument for that for you. What's that? Chipper Jones. Oh, yeah, I mean, but... Like, first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, no, facts. Even, yeah. I completely agree. And uh, uh, an easy first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. One of the best foot shooters yeah. of all time. Dang, you really did hit me with the yeah, counterpoint right there. Permission <laughs> to say lawyer, Marshall. <laughs> lawyer. But, but, but what I'm... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can't argue with that. That's a great yeah. point, yeah. So. I, I mean, I'm mad enough to admit it. Ball out. <laughs> but that's a tough, you know. It I'm is a tough conversation. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he could, he, next year he could tear his ACL and never play again. I've God, God willing, I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. But based off what he did this year, possibly going forward, I'd have to say, yeah, I think, yeah. He, I think he's a good chance. Ball out. Yeah. Go ahead. You want, me, you want me to give you another one? Yeah. I'm all letting right. you fire them all. Oh, just, I'm going to do all I'm, of them? I'm sitting back and relaxing. Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll swap over to basketball real quick. Young guy, I think the second or third year in the league, I think. Yeah, but, yeah uh, somewhere, yeah. What about Luka Doncic from the uh, – I think I just – Luka Doncic. You, Doncic, you, yeah. yeah. You, you hit it pretty good. Yeah, so Dallas Mavericks plays phenomenal. Obviously, almost a Hulk, by the way, RIP. Yeah, fact, yeah. But, yeah, so Luka Doncic. Man, I had to watch this man terrorize. <laughs> terrorize my Clippers. I'm on my honeymoon driving to – I'm driving to Disney World on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. I have Sage – she has the ESPN app hooked up to the uh, stereo system, and I'm listing, and it is the game where homie hits like the 36-foot buzzer beater (laughs) to to force game six or whatever it ended up being. And we ended up beating him in the series. But, I mean, dude is absolutely phenomenal. I feel like I've seen him play enough to say I believe he is a future Hall of Famer. Okay, I want to pose this question. Just off the top of your head, Okay, how many rings does he retire with? One. One? You think he just gets one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I do think I do think he takes Dallas to at least one championship, hundred percent. I'm gonna say yes, Hall of Famer as well. I think he, with the skill set he has right now, if he stays healthy, a hundred percent, he's Hall of Fame bound. He's definitely gonna at least win one ring. Honestly, I'm gonna go with probably at least two for. But I mean, yeah, I think Luca, I think Luca gets him himself at least one championship and just rising to Hall of Fame. Well, like he has Porzingis over there, I believe, and Porzingis couldn't stay healthy last year in the playoffs whenever they were playing the Clippers. I think he went out in like game two. But mm-hmm. we've seen basketball. I mean, aside from LeBron in his early career with the with the with Cleveland, like it's not an individual sport. Like oh, you no, just re- you referenced earlier, Michael had Scotty, and you know what I'm saying like y- you got to have these great players and then the pieces around them. Right. Which I mean, Toronto. I mean, they had Kawhi, and then you know you're looking at like Fred Van Vliet and you know Kyle Lowry, people like that. But like. Dallas just needs a little bit of help. Oh, yeah. And I think they're working towards that. I think Mark Cuban is a really good owner in terms of how he runs the Mavericks and how they're adding people. I won't get into the political stuff. That, you know, two each is on there. But, like, you know, so he just – I think he needs more help, but I would say yes for now. Okay, cool. So, next one, we'll go to the baby goat. A little NFL action. What, oh. about, what about Patrick Mahomes? Hoff. Huh? Hoff. Hoff. Okay. For I was like, sure, Hoff. Like, that one's super easy. I mean, the only thing that I could see happening that would take away from his career is that he lets the pressure get to him. Oh, yeah. Everybody 100%. calls him the baby goat. He is the heir apparent to Tom Brady. He is the next one. People say he will even be better than Tom Brady. Um, 
Yeah, I would say Hall of Famer. As long as he don't let that pressure get to him, yeah. Hall of Famer. 100%. I think he retires with four or five rings. Obviously, he went to back-to-back Super Bowls. I can see I, that. I think he's an easy Hall of Famer. So, we're going to go to a little uh, Atlanta action here in baseball with the boy, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. First base, up for a contract renewal next year. But he's played pretty solid for Atlanta since he's Hashtag been there. Hashtag re-sign Freddie. Hashtag. I'll let you go first. Oh, this one's tough for me. because it's not for me at all. See, <laughs> I do think Freddie is one of those guys who's a very solid player. I think he's a great player, but I don't know oh, if I he's, know where you're going, yeah. I don't know if he's that guy who's just like stand out, you know, Chipper Jones was like you know, Chipper Jones I mean like the, the yeah. dude you knew what he was doing. Um Would I be willing to say that your decision is being influenced by how one Mr. Freeman plays in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean I, mean, I knew that was the case. He, yeah. He's not very clutch in the playoffs. He plays solid regular. He was this season. year now. He he did play well in the playoffs. I'm going to put a question mark by this one, but I am going to go no at this point. Dang. I think I think if he gives the Braves one solid playoff performance, like I'm talking about like – I, th- I thought ball. he did. I mean, I'm talking about all the way through, though. I mean, he didn't yeah, – you know what I'm I saying? Mean, he yeah. disappears at times. The the NLCS, he played great. Um, but did, yeah. the, the wild card series and really and truly the divisional series, he wasn't that great either. But, yeah, I think if he gives them one solid all the way through playoff performance, I think he's a shoe in. But as of right now, I'm going to have to do – a no with an asterisk beside it for Freddie. I go Hoff because honestly, to me, he's Chipper Jones made over. Like he really is for me. Like I understand maybe Chipper was more clutch, and obviously Chipper's a switch hitter and whatnot, and you know all you know electric on the hot corner. But I just I think he is Chipper, the, dude. I just think he is consistent. I understand your your argument about the playoffs, and it is valid. You raise a great point mm-hmm. there. But we just talked about baseball not being. A ring sport, right? Like where rings right. translate to Hall of Fame, and uh, and I just think he is Mister Consistent. I think if the Braves sign him, he'll he'll follow the Chipper Jones career path where he tries to start and end there. Yeah, in Atlanta, I think he loves Atlanta. I think Atlanta is preparing to re-sign him and uh, and keep him there forever, right. which I would love to see happen. I think Freddie's a great guy. He's a great brand. You he know is. what I'm saying? He's that clean, squeaky clean, like you know, no, I agree great with that. face of the franchise. Uh, him and Ronald, pretty much. So, yeah, I would say Hoff. I think my only argument there with him and Chipper is Chipper kind of made himself a leader of that team. You know, he played with guys like David Justice, with Fred McGriff, with uh, um, Andrew Jones, you know, all these great players. When Freddie kind of first started, the Braves were awful. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true, yeah. And he kind of has just transitioned in that leader of the team where Chipper kind of took it. And I mean, you know, my question is, if if Ronald and Freddie start at the same time, would Freddie be the same leader, or would Ronald kind of be? Oh no, I think Freddie. I think that conversation is easy. Like, remember the whole spout of it felt like a whole season. Whenever Ron would like hit a pop up or something, now that's he true. I will, yeah, I would do and, agree and, like, with that. I mean, like, Snit even pulled him a couple times yeah, from the yeah, game. Yeah. Freddie is always the one who walks over, throws his arm over, and say, hey, we're freaking trying to – even in front of the media after the right. game in the locker room, listen, Ron's a young guy. We love him. He's a firecracker, but he's got to learn th- these are the rules of baseball. Yeah, no, you I know, agree We're with trying that. to win a freaking pennant here. We're trying to bring a ring here. You got to, you know, you got to handle business. Yeah. So I think he is the captain leader of that team, okay. no doubt. Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting one when he retires. But I love this conversation. I'm sitting here peeking yeah. at your list. I love what we're about to do. <laughs> going back over to basketball, this one's a rookie. So this one's going to be kind of tough to yeah, say. I was say this is impossible, but the, it is funny. The third ball brother, LaMelo, kind of doing some stuff. rocking a ball, baby. Yeah. Kind of doing some stuff for, for Charlotte this year. You know, you know oh, he's balling. He, man. He's playing very well. But do you think at the end of his career, Hoff or Nah? LaMelo ball. 
the best ball brother. He, he so far, I agree with that. For completely. sure. Man, he's playing so good over in Charlotte. The kid is freaky good. And what's funny is, is all of the stuff that surrounded him because of his family and his dad being a little crazy, you know, you know, it, it kind of, that's what we think about when we think of him instead of him just being a pure, absolute athlete and a great basketball right. player. I'm going to say no to the Hall of Fame part. He's got it. Do I think he's ever going to take Charlotte to a to a title? No. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I just don't think that's going to happen. Maybe after he gets out of that rookie contract, he goes somewhere where he can be like a, a part of a big three, and then maybe he continues to do it. Continue playing great as he is now. He's like averaging like 26 points a game, I'm pretty sure, somewhere around there. But for now, I'm going to say or not. I'm going to say or not, too. I just think I don't know where the longevity is with him. I don't know where the championship runs are going to be with him. I think he has potential to be, don't get me wrong. But I think it's going to be – it's going to come down to can he sustain his career over the long run and just play this well and, just, you know, do something with his team ultimately. Um, but, yeah, I got one more for you. Uh-oh. Uh, a two-time World Series champion. Huh. Signed a huge huh. – <laughs> Signed a huge deal with the Dodgers this past season and then obviously Not won the huh. World Series with them this they year. They watch. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Since you keep interrupting me, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Mookie Betts. Ha. Huh. Yeah, I have to agree. Two-time World Series champion, won one with Boston, won one with L.A. Probably not his last. Let's be honest, L.A. is – Firecracker. Spark after, plug of a baseball yeah, team. After L.A. signed Bauer this offseason, too, oh they're, they're gosh, perfect they're setup to win another you one. You better just pencil them in. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to go Hall of Fame as well for Mookie. So, yeah, that's all the ones I have for you for this segment of Hall of Fame or not. Okay, next week – for next week's Hoff or Nah segment, yeah. if we if we decided to do that segment every week, right. I will bring five players to the table. Okay, yeah, I like that. Okay, I like bet. That. All right, so good deal. why don't we transition into our barstool sports quote yeah. unquote a little entertainment, kind of thing. dude? I'm pumped. For yeah. This. So we're gonna kind of get away from the from the sports a little bit here, and we're gonna go with another segment. We're gonna talk about movies here. Yeah. So Connor, let's let, we'll, we'll go back and forth here. Okay. Start from five, go to one. Okay. What are your Top five movies and give a little explanation too. Like, okay, what, yeah, what, yeah. why is this movie? Bet, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. First, I want to ask you something off rip. Okay. Just, I'm, I'm literally sitting beside my <laughs> film collection right here. I have a very, very it's, good it's very collection. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. Do you own all the movies you're about to mention? Yes. You do? I don't want to I, I do as well. I actually have multiple copies of, of a few of them, which is kind of. That's weird. Knuckle. Yeah, I know. But, I, you know, I got like collector steel book editions. No, that, all I, kinds that of I like. Stuff. Um, Okay, so one through four is easy for me. Okay. Five is difficult. You will sense a pattern in one through four. There, uh, see, there's a very clear pattern of what strikes me as film. Um, I'm going, I like to have a comedy in there. Okay. One of comedy. Course, you and got this to. one, and this one changes between two. Okay. Two of my favorite comedies. Number one, Step Brothers is an incredible comedy. Oh, it is, 100%. Will Ferrell at just his peak, him and John C. Riley, and then Wedding Crashers is also just an incredible comedy. Owen Wilson, I'm yeah. a massive Vince Vaughn fan. Vince Vaughn's one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, I'm going to lean Step Brothers on this day. If you ask me tomorrow, I might would say it's Wedding Crashers. <laughs> I also, just an honorable mention, I don't even, this, this is just a tough conversation. The fifth spot is the the only thing that's yeah. foggy for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go Step Brothers, which okay. I own two copies of. Okay. So I have an honorable mention as well. I, I normally say these two tie with me, but I had to pick one just for the segment. Honorable mentions Hacksaw Ridge with Andrew Garfield. Oh, that is a phenomenal if movie. If you haven't Mel seen Gibson it, directed. go see it. Come yes. on now. 
But my number five spot is Fury. You're gonna know a, you're gonna know a trend with some of mine too. But Fury, love it. Is obviously a World War II movie. Never seen based it. Based on you really have never seen. I've never seen it. Dude, that movie's incredible. Brad something, Pitt. Something I remember when when that came out. Um, something happened, and I was like, I I don't know if it was I was in a I was in a really hard class or something, but I wasn't able to get to the theater and then have since not watched. It. I own it on Blu-ray. You're going to watch shoot it. it to me. Yes, but anyway, incredible movie. Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf, John Bernthal, like just a super good World War II movie based on a tank crew. I absolutely love it. Yeah, top five. Daggum, ball out. Uh, I respect it. All right, I'll let you go four first. Number four, I got to go with the comedy two. This was my first. I mean, I'm genuinely really excited to hear yours yeah. because like, I don't know them. I know one, obviously. <laughs> well, but. well, number number four is I had to go with the comedy. This was my first, quote unquote, mature comedy. Oh, I, I know what it is. When I was a teenager. The Hangover. The Hangover. hangover it's yeah. absolute classic. I think if any, like for a guy especially, like if you've seen Hangover, you're like, dude, that, that movie's hilarious. Like that kind of started to me like a whole trend of comedy movies. You it know did, what I mean? Yeah, that was that's uh, such a good movie. So many iconic like pop culture references have come from that movie right and now two is is pretty bad watch it if you want to just oh, see man, the trilogy but two is pretty yeah, bad but yeah. one is just an incredible movie three was decent three three was different so they it was could decent. they couldn't capture the the og magic no they the couldn't um so number four for me will be christopher nolan's the dark knight uh Such in, a good a, movie. in the christopher nolan is one of the greatest directors of all time and man i'll go ahead and say it probably the greatest director working today um, dude is absolutely incredible. Uh, man, how did I, how do I not have the prestige on my list? It's an absolutely phenomenal movie. But uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy started with Batman Begins, phenomenal movie. The Dark Knight, um, Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker. You can't get uh, any better than that. No, you cannot. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah, that that's just such a well done movie. Every time you think it's about to end, it continues. Yeah. It's long, but it, it's really well paced. Incredible acting all the way around. Um, Heath Ledger gets the, his his Oscar, you know, after he had passed right. away. Um, and he up until that point, first Oscar for a superhero movie ever. Yeah, you know, quote unquote superhero. Obviously, Batman: uh, The Dark Knight is a superhero movie. The Dark Knight Rises takes a massive step down, has a lot of holes. Uh, I think Christopher Nolan had just been a hold of Batman for you know so long, it kind of got a little stale for him. Still a good movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, The Dark Knight is an absolutely phenomenal and I mean, film. And yeah. I own one of five hundred the Chris Nolan trilogy uh, Batman Blu-ray set. That's right insane. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't think people talk about this enough. And this is the story. Obviously, I don't know if this is hundred percent true, but hotel room story. I don't know what that one is, to be honest. Oh, okay, go ahead. But anyway, they say that that Heath Ledger got so into that role, that's ultimately what killed yeah, him, that's essentially. What that, that what it is. They said he, like, locked himself in a hotel with the script and, like, basically became the Yeah, and I mean, like, when you get... And obviously, like, that's awful. Like, we hate that happened. But, like, yeah, when you terrible. get... I mean, he acted phenomenally in that movie. And when you get that far into a role, that is... I mean, it's... Gosh, man, I couldn't even imagine. And here we... Yeah. All right, just, let's hear number four for you. Number four, I'm going to preface this with... Uh, Wait, number three for you. Or three, that's right, three. Uh, I want to preface this with um, Rest in Peace, Chadwick Boseman. This is oh, such a great actor we lost this past year. Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're going He He uh, obviously great in the Black Panther movies, but or as Black Panther in the Marvel movies. Yeah. Black Panther's not on the, not this list, but one of my favorite <laughs> baseball players of all time, Jackie Robinson, portrayed by um, Chadwick Boseman in 42. Mm. 
And, you know, maybe one day we'll all wear maybe 42 so they God, can't I tell us apart. But, yeah, lost. such a great movie. Um, Obviously, uh, Sports Center shouted out that on the day he died. He actually died on Jackie Robinson Day, which is – I Incredible, love that day. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, number three is 42 for me. Man, dang. It's so hard. I want to go off on a tangent so bad about the life of Chadwick Boseman. Just an absolutely incredible dude, incredible actor. To to me, uh, uh, the what he did with his life, how he just chose not to tell anybody that he was dying and instead chose to mm-hmm. give us incredible characters from Jackie Robinson to obviously T'Challa, um, get on up. Like He played so many iconic iconic people, iconic roles, and that's just fearlessness. Like That's oh, what a real hero yeah. is. Like He visited cancer hospitals with cancer, and these people just think he's the Black Panther because obviously they think that's what most children know him from. Right. And this dude's dying himself and just chooses, I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to do I'm, incredible stuff. Mm. Great choice. Maybe one day we're all wear 42. One of the greatest Yeah, just scenes. such a good oh, line. Just chilling, especially now knowing the outcome of his life. So, for sure, rest in peace, Chad with Bozeman. Number three for me, I love this movie. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, Glory Road. Have you ever seen it? I have not seen Glory Road. Actually. Oh my gosh, man! So Glory Road is the the uh, it's a basketball story. It it has a lot of the racial things that my number one film uh, will also. Is that the one about Texas or something like yes, that? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Um, absolutely phenomenal film. Acted all the way around. I also love it because it's like Jackie Rob. It's like 42. It's based on a true story. I've literally seen this movie hundreds of times. Brilliant acting. Brilliant sports drama. And like I said, the fact that it's true. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. I love that movie. All right, cool. Well, what's your, uh, throw your number two out there for me and I'll give you mine. So number two is the single greatest comic book movie film of all time. Oh, I know what you're going with. Yep, you know what I'm going with. Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, imagine if it's Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer. We would get canceled. Yeah, we really would. The first Avengers. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people probably think Endgame's a little better. Maybe you think Civil War, Infinity War, whatever it is. For me, um, growing up, Superhero films were always something. I mean, I've loved yeah. superheroes. Anybody who knows me knows I love superhero films, and I love superheroes. I love comic books. Um, it was the first. The Avengers was the first time we realized a dream of seeing a team up comic book movie film on the big screen. Right. And Josh Whedon directed this cast of characters so unbelievably well. Oh yeah. In a film that, to me, I'm going to say that it's perfect. Right. I hate the ten out of ten culture. Right. Every, yeah. You know, a ten out. No. It's just like Mr. Lover used to tell us. There's never a perfect paper. You ain't right. making 100 on an essay. This film, to me, is absolutely perfect. Uh, like I said, Josh Whedon did an incredible job. I saw this like five times in theaters. It was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely incredible. Holy yeah. cow, so I, good. I will say, too, I, I do think some of the story and like and some of the scenes in like Infinity War and Game are better, but like the nostalgia oh, yeah, saying, of the yeah. first Avengers is just... It's, well, it's just so incredibly made, right? Yeah, yeah to it is. To do something the first time, like... like I'm with you. Like the end battle of to to finally in spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. I'm sorry, it's been out for a long, long time. Been out for two years. In, at this yeah, in game, uh, you, we finally get Avengers Assemble from Captain America. Like yes. those moments, him wielding Mjolnir, the the battle in Captain America Civil War on the tarmac. All of these things are incredible moments. The snap, but, but right, the snapping. But the the first Avengers to do something for the first time and oh, yeah. to do it so perfectly. To know where to give and where to hold back, like all of these moments, man, it's perfect film. Yeah. So number two for me is one of the most historically accurate depictions of an event ever. 
Um, this movie actually made World War II veterans leave the movie scene during its D-Day depiction because it is yeah. so it was so realistic. Saving Private Ryan, I mean, honestly, one of to me besides maybe Avengers is one of the biggest group of huge actors I've ever seen in a movie. Oh man, yeah. I mean, they're all early on, but you had Tom Hanks, you had Vin Diesel, you had uh, Matt Damon, uh, Paul Giovanni's in there. I mean, just so many huge names. Such a great movie. So Such many, an iconic, famous it is. film. Such a disturbing scene. I read something about, this was weird, because I knew we were going to talk about this today, but I read this on Facebook earlier, and I didn't realize this. Um, so, you know, obviously in the movie, Matt Damon is, spoiler alert, he, him and his three brothers are fighting World War II. His three brothers die, which is the preface of the movie, and they're, they're going to get him out so his mother doesn't have to deal with the loss of all of her sons. Correct. So obviously, the, the, it's a moral it's a moral dilemma with the characters because they're like, why are we losing all of our guys for this one person? You know, I read earlier today that all the characters had to go through boot camp before the movie to kind of get prepared for it. Steven Spielberg did not invite Matt Damon, and so oh, he did not have man. to go to boot camp. And so everybody they, hate him for real. they actually resented him during the movie. I thought it was such like a cool little like you know hey, that's, thing. That props to the probably the greatest director of all time. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's my number two. It's honestly really close to being number one, but I absolutely love that movie. I'll let you go ahead and throw number one out there. Number one, we've talked about this multiple times, but Book of Eli with um, Denzel Washington is my number this one movie. This man loves the Book of Eli, bro. Like, and like, don't get me wrong, Book of Eli is a really good movie. If you've seen those one shots, sit down, watch the Book of Eli, and just a one shot, it's very simple, a one shot is a, a sequence, most of the time an action sequence where the camera never cuts, or yeah. you don't know it cuts. It really does cut, but... Absolutely. I mean, it's a great movie, but you freaking love it, which oh, hey, I do. I, I mean, it's awesome. Post apocalyptic. I love that setting. I mean, you know, I, you mentioned the one shots, the the fight scene right before that when he bullet co- hole when they pull out of the bullet hole in that yeah. shack with the camera. Oh, it's great cinematography. I mean, when he when he cuts the dude's arm off, and we talked this last time, when he cuts the dude's arm off, and yeah. dude goes kiss him, and they're, they're these guys are looking around like yeah. what? And what do they say? Denzel what? just backs to the dark and goes, he's in shock. He means kill him, and it just goes into a whole fight. Yeah. So that movie's just incredible to me. I love it. That is a great. Do you know who directed it? I don't actually see. I, I find that that's that's one thing that's really interesting to me is like because like uh, there's a, I think there's a lot of people who know their favorite movie because that's a conversation I have with a lot of people, right? Um, and then you'll go, well, you know who directed it, and they're like. You know what I don't? I've never had that question being asked. Though. Oh yeah, I like because if somebody took, because one thing about me is like if I fight like you know Christopher Nolan, I've seen his Batman trilogy and I've seen like Interstellar and a couple of his movies. Yeah, but I realized not too long ago, this is probably three years ago, I was like, there's a lot of movies that I hadn't seen from him. That's true. And that's yeah. when I sat down and I watched The Prestige and, I, and like I just went on this trail of films and to realize man this dude is absolutely an incredible director that's just a little side piece yeah because like maybe the person who directed it has made other movies that you've never even heard of and you sit down and you watch those that's true too yeah my favorite film of all time and i think this will be a lot of listeners favorite i already know it is i own three copies of this movie i wonder if i could just find them i probably can't it ain't worth it but um there's coach carter that's a great film samuel jackson um also starring denzel washington i'm gonna give the audience three seconds to guess what this is Three, two, one. Remember yeah. the Titans. Such a good movie. It is the single greatest movie for me personally of all time. It is a perfect film. The things that it deals with, and they're so poignant in a time like this. Uh, the things that it deals with, and it handles them so beautifully. The mixture of real life and sports and just drama and the things that this that this team went through that coach Boone went through a, yeah. a, a, a real life human being 
oh my gosh, so many iconic moments. And he from actually this. passed away within the last yes, year not or too two. Long yeah. ago. Yes, he did. Um, just an incredible movie. Yeah. Uh, you make sure you remember they not they played the Titans. Left side. Uh, strong side. I mean, yeah. freaking phenomenal. I love this movie. Um, oh man, the passing of Gary Burchett. Like I can watch that movie so many times. I'm still gonna get choked up at the end, man. That is just absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, a great, a great yeah, movie. I, yeah, that's 100 my top five sports movies of all time. It might be number two, honestly, right behind 42. But yeah, that is a, such a good movie. 42 is a really good man. I'm gonna be honest. This conversation is so much easier to have other than top five sports movies. Oh, top 100%, five sports yeah, yeah. movies feels like an impossible conversation. There's to have. so many like. I mean, just we're wrapping up here, but you know, like Major League. I love Major League. Sandlot. Remember the Titans, Sandlot. Like, oh my God! I mean, like, like I just mentioned, I just looked over and saw Coach Carter out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. all the Rock, Rocky Four, Creed. Like, you got you think Greater. Of, I love Greater, and that's that, an incredible. Yeah, I mean, you true, think true of story. these movies in like Invincible with you know, with Mark Wahlberg. Like, yeah, oh, you know what I'm saying? Man, Shooter is such a good movie. It is. That I would did. probably. Oh, who knows? That'd be my top ten. We could do top ten, top uh, back five one the day. Back five. Six, th- six through ten. That would be hard for me because I got to come up with tough. those. I'd really have to sit down and think about yeah. that. I've I've known my top five for a while because I, I love filming movies. But daggum. All right, man. That was a heck of an episode. It was. Yeah. I. You know. I, I mean, honestly, I didn't know how it would go, but like, I really liked the whole it's, non-sports topic uh, there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fun. Well, it's just. I mean, like I said earlier, we got and maybe nobody ever wants to hear. We got so much to offer. Like we 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 have talked about live sitting here on the couch we do this we do this show in one take we hit record and we stop talking but you know 45 minutes or so later um of hitting a button and a random generator comes up with a topic and we have to tell a story from our life no matter how embarrassing or real or tough or funny that it may be and i like stuff like that we have so much to offer we have so you know we obviously don't know it all we're still learning every single day we're all in different parts of our life here um but yeah, there's, it's it's yeah. really fun. It, it's it's like no it's pressure. Ne- it's to, an ever evolving thing, so this is going to change. It from, is. You know. It's enjoyable. Listen, if you enjoy this show, make sure to leave a review on any of the podcast websites. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, everywhere that you could listen to podcasts. Yep. Um, Jordan, where can they find you? And if you steal my joke, bro, if you steal my line. I'm going to do it now just computer. because you mentioned it. Uh, yeah, Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six. I'm on Facebook, Jordan Harris, obviously. And, MySpace. Uh, yeah. Oh, I am on MySpace, actually. Dang, for real? No, what no, no. actually had a MySpace? No. You can find me at Connor Mason Chandler on Instagram, at Connor Chandler on Facebook and Twitter, and sitting here on this nice, comfy couch, filming with one Jordan Harris every Sunday for your auditory pleasure you can find us at bash brothers podcast we're gonna have to edit the page and drop the sports we are yeah and yeah as always we appreciate you guys listening in sorry about the break but hey you know we're 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 back for y'all a famous bulls player who i can't name currently once said i'm back and i can officially say the bash brothers sports podcast is back and as always we are the bash brothers signing off yerp